And I believe when you have power over your body, which is your vessel, that you get to live this life in, you gain the ability to have power over your mind, which is gonna you know, give you control over those demons living inside of you. Welcome to The Superhuman Life. I'm your host, Frank Rich, and this is the only podcast in the world dedicated to helping men break free from the shackles of addiction through the power of faith and fitness. It is our goal with every episode to help you take back control and rebuild your body, mind, and spirit. And we do so by bringing you real and raw conversations with people just like you, aiming to find their place in this world while dealing with the everyday struggles and battles that we all face. Now it is my belief that we were all created for a specific purpose. And if we can harness that belief or faith, then take control of our mind and body or fitness, then we can ultimately create the life that we've always dreamed about, our own superhuman life. I wanna let you know how grateful and blessed I am to have you here with me today. Let's get on to today's show. Now, if you listen to the trailer episode of The Superhuman Life, then you probably remember me saying that I had no idea where this podcast was going to go or what each individual episode was going to bring. And this first episode that we're launching here today is a prime example of that. This was a recorded episode done in my house with the man that's been helping me behind the scenes put this show together for the last few months. And his name is Luis Diaz. Luis is the host of Lean Healthy Ripped Radio and also the Podcast Domination Blueprint organization where he helps people bring their podcast, bring their mission, bring their stories to life through the Podcast Domination Blueprint. And when he drove up here to do this interview, he was particularly interviewing me just for the Lean, Healthy, and Ripped Radio. Uh, but what ultimately came out of that uh, talk and that conversation um, is what has laid the groundwork for the superhuman life. Lewis and I spent um, a few months putting, putting everything together. And the original idea that I approached him with um, is not what we're listening to today. The show has evolved just in the early developmental stages. And I am so grateful that uh, Lewis invited me uh, to come on his show, which this interview was at the time was only going to be shared on the Lean, Healthy, and Ripped radio. But through that invitation, he asked me to share a story which has laid the groundwork for everything that you will hear in the future uh, from the superhuman life. So with that, I'm not going to go into too much detail on you know the show here itself. Like I said, this is laying the groundwork for everything that will come in the following years and for the rest of time from this show. So um so honored, so so blessed, so grateful to have everybody listening uh, right now, wherever you are in this world. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy this story. I hope you enjoy the journey. And let's get ready for a ride, guys, because like I said, I don't know what's to come. I don't know what the future is going to bring, but we're going to continue to bring impactful episodes, real episodes, real conversations, real struggles. So Lewis, brother, if, if you're out there and you're hearing this, I love you so much. Thank you for everything. Let's get going. All right, cool. So it is a hot ass day outside. It is. But it's <laughs> incredible though, right? How was the drive? The drive was actually really good. It okay. was it wasn't complicated. You came from Boca? West, West, Palm. West Palm. Close okay. enough. Yeah. Okay. Close enough. Um, but I'm I've never been to this part of West Tampa, which interestingly enough, like I've never seen kind of the, the nicer side. I've only mm -hmm. seen like the down, uh, downtown yeah. area. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad you brought me out here, Frank. Thank you. And you are a 
uh, a repeat guest on the Lean Rip and Healthy podcast. Mm-hmm. It's been almost two years. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It's funny enough, we have another interviewee here with us, Stephen, just hanging out in the background. So we got a lot of podcast mm-hmm. podcast guests here, and we've got our favorite photographer here, Lindsay. For those listening, we're like, who the hell are these people? But <laughs> you'll see the footage uh, and the awesome photography that mm-hmm. Lindsay does as well. Yeah. Um, but the and, and excuse the dogs in the background; they're gonna and they're gonna uh, hang out with us a little bit later. Um, but uh, I'm really interested today because we've got a guy who two years ago you were a different person, right, Frank? Would you say so? Completely different. I mean, it's yeah. Two years ago, I definitely was. One year ago, I was. Um, as recent as. Three months ago, I was. Exactly. So, yeah. And and we're here to talk about the new Frank and uh, the, some of the things you've gone through mentally, uh, spiritually, uh, physically, you've looked like a different person. So I guess the guy, for people who are wondering, go look at Frank's Instagram, scroll down, I don't know, six, scroll down a year ago. So you don't even have it. to go that far back because <laughs> so many of those images um, have been reused. Oh, you know, I see. I've, yeah, so a lot of... Uh, even the most recent posts are, are really just recycled photos mm. um, Photo from a Frank of, you know, almost two and a half, three years ago. Jeez. Okay. Wow. So then you look at, you do that, look at that Frank and look at Frank today. You'll see some more pictures of him uh, in his, after his upcoming photo shoot and you will see a changed man. And we're going to talk about what some of the things he's done today to, uh, to really make that change happen. But Frank, I guess to give us a rundown I know you're starting a podcast podcast soon, which I'm mm-hmm. really excited for. Yeah. Um, happy to be a part of. And I want to dive into what what maybe what caused it or what, what like shifts um, maybe you're happy about that you've made from the Frank maybe in January 1 to now. What are some of the okay. things you're proud of that you've done in that, um, in that time span? Yeah. But you want it in context of kind of the inspiration of these new kind of podcast journey that we're kind of going on together. Exactly. You want it framed in that context. Exactly. Okay. Well, yeah, I think it's important to to really note, though, that, I mean, I've been a, refer to myself as a connoisseur of podcast, <laughs> uh, you know, dating back to, you know, probably 2015, maybe early 2016 was when I really kind of stumbled onto, you know, this form of media, this form of content. Um it was in a uh, Anthony Robbins kind of quest that I was on. I was mm-hmm. consuming everything Tony at the time. But uh, I listened to a Lewis Howes interview of, of Tony back then on the School of Greatness and just instantly became hooked. And it was like at that point, okay, like how how much of this, you know, um, type of content can I consume? And I probably listened to at minimum an hour a day for over two years of podcast. Right. What did that um, do for you? I'm just curious, like, a lot of guys out here listen to other podcasts. What did that do for you? Maybe from a training perspective, from a health perspective, from like a, just a becoming a better man. What are some of the things that that helped you with? Yeah, well, I think um, you know at that time, um, you know, Lewis, you know, uh, Lewis Houses is, is who I'm referencing. Yeah, um, you know, which I've actually gone in and have met Lewis now and developed somewhat of a relationship with him. But with where I was at in my life, I was in my early 30s. Um, I was actively involved in bodybuilding. I was exploring entrepreneurship. I had a business at the time and I was looking uh, to really fall into a passion um, project and really, you know, I guess, find my calling. Mm. Um, so when I when I heard somebody like Lewis speaking, um, you know, he almost spoke the same language as as I did. Uh, former athlete, 
um, you know, successful in, in his journey that he had been on, but still in a discovery, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely mode. So, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, podcasting and then it's, you know, it's, it's been, like I said, it's, it's been a consistent routine part of my life, you know, since then, I mean, I don't want to say I consume an hour every single day. Um, but podcast is where I go, um, you know, in a car, when I go downtime, it's, it's my form of, uh, growth development outside of, you know, obviously the books I do, um, I yeah, do indulge of a lot of reading. He's got some crazy, awesome books here. If you can only <laughs> see his, his collection, it's, it's quite in depth, all yeah. the big names here. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I guess fast forward us to where you're at. Maybe not. Yeah. Fast forward us to now and where you're at. Yeah. Where, yeah. So and, I, but I, I wanted to set that, I wanted to set that stage. Um, so, you know, if I go back, um, you know, and really just kind of look at the, uh, you know, last few years, yeah, I've consumed a lot of information. You yeah. know, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've had business coaches, I've been in masterminds, I've attended events. Um, you know, I'm a Toastmaster, I've been attending Toastmasters for a really long time. So I've, I've been down this quest and been down this journey of just becoming uh, what I used to call the greatest version of yourself. I, I threw that word out a lot. Mm. Um, so th this has been, you know, my life and I've, you know, I've been running businesses. I, I've had, um, you know, I've been a business owner, an entrepreneur now for seven years. I've had some, some wins and I've had uh, quite a few failures. Um, but one thing, I guess, you know, you can, you can consume all the information in the world. You can, you know, you can attend the events, you can listen to the books and you, you can feel like you're actually, I guess, even executing on what you feel is the plan that you're, that you're laid out in front of. Yeah. You can um, fool yourself easily. Yeah. And, you know, but if you continue to fail and you continue to struggle, um, you know, you kind of have to take a deeper look um, inside. Mm -hmm. Now I've been very fortunate in kind of my entrepreneurship journey to have been introduced to some incredible people. Yeah. Um, you and I know most of, of, of who I'm talking about. And I, you know, I think it starts with, uh, you know, with a, with a meeting that we attended back in July of 2017 yeah. at Vince Del Monte's, uh, at the time zero to six figure formula, but through, you know, through that, that group of, of men, um, and then some, you know, some other business relationships, um, I really began to surround myself or, or be, become surrounded with some really strong uh, men, some, some, some uber successful um, faith-based entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. all running highly successful businesses, um, all great family men, just the type of, the type of man that, that I was inspired by. Um, and they welcomed me in, you know, here's this, here's this new kid on the block. And what this, was that? He's given context, like how long ago when this, did that start? Uh, from this, so this is going back 18 plus maybe 20 months. So just so shy of two years, just shy of two years, just shy of two years. to know these really successful, to know these dudes. really, yeah. And it started very, um, you know, very vanilla, mm -hmm. you know, it was a, uh, it was an introduction to a gym and, you know, we started training. We are, you know, we're all fitness entrepreneurs. Um, you know, fitness is a huge part of my life. So, you know, we started doing these weekly workouts and then that grew, uh, to, you know, weekly lunches and then that grew to business partnerships. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, it, it, it just grew to really, we're now as a part of, uh, you know, what was a brotherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd been welcomed into an already existing, uh, brotherhood. And, uh, you know, like I said, um, 
the every single one of them had um, had a successful life, both yeah. on the outside, but also on the inside. Because when you got to know their families, when you got to know the children, when you got to know that they were really living and working for something greater than themselves, that's that's powerful. And, you know, I think the books are great. The seminars the podcasting, all that stuff is fantastic. But if it's not attached to something bigger than than the individual itself that's creating it or bigger than just the information, um, then it's then it's going to get lost and it's going to get lost in the shuffle and it's going to get lost on its journey. And I think through my relationships with these guys, that's what I began to notice I was missing. Um, yeah. Stuff that I was missing in my personal life and stuff that I was missing in the business that I was trying to build. Um, you know, I, you know, like I said, I had been in fitness, you know, for over 20 years of yeah. training. We talked all about this on the first episode, so I'm not going to go back and repeat you can all of that one. information. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so, so building muscle, uh, building a physique, um, transformations for myself. Um, it really became, you know, my life. It became one obsession that I had, how much, you know, how much could I consume? Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to offer that to the world. But what I realized is a lot of the reasons while I was doing it mm -hmm. um, was to cover up some other things that I was trying to hide so deep inse inside. Insecurities, and I had the similar thing. Yeah, when I, I think it's even too. Yeah, I think it's deeper than insecurities because I've always been open and transparent that you know I was an unconfident kid. Um, you know, I, I I didn't feel comfortable in my body from the age of twelve. Um, so I became obsessed with with building muscle, you know, and I have the Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding, which was one of the first books I bought when I was 15 years old and joined Gold's Gym. So I always knew that, you know, um, being an overweight kid and just kind of being unconfident fueled it. Um, but it it's when I became more self-aware, which has really been this this journey that I'm on now, I realized that it was even deeper than that, that it was actually what I was trying to do with building a body uh, that was, you know, so, so if people, they obviously can't see me, um, six, six, three, I mean, I've been 250 on a bodybuilding stage. So wow. that's, you know, sub 5%. What's your heaviest? I'm just out of curiosity. The heaviest I've ever been yes. in my life is 278. 278. Okay. Um, and that was, that was an unhealthy 278, but for a really long time, I walked around um at 240 245 mm -hmm. at around six to 7% body fat. I mean, extremely wow. hard to, uh, to obtain. Yeah. Extremely hard to get to for 99% of the population. Yeah. Um, for those that can get there, um, there's a small percentage that can just keep it. And it's just kind of what they were, what they were given naturally. Uh, but for somebody like myself, it, it wasn't hard. I mean, it was very hard to keep that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I became obsessed, you know, I became obsessed with training, uh, seven days a week, sometimes twice a day. I became obsessed with, um, consumption, uh, you know, foods. Um, I became obsessed with consumption of supplements and, um, you know, other things that were going to, um, enhance my body. Yeah. Can you speak that a little bit more? I mean, like, like, I feel like some people, I know for me personally, I can tell you like, I went into fitness because I was insecure and I used a lot of the workouts, a lot of supplements, a lot of things to cover up those things or to think they were going to be better and consuming and consuming more of those things because I wanted, I thought it, there was a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I thought that was going to get me somewhere and it doesn't. So can you speak to that a little bit about like where you were in that place where you were doing the seven days a week workouts? Maybe someone listening to this is like, they're trying to 
go harder because they think if I just go harder, it's just gonna, it's gonna make up for something else. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's, I mean, I don't think anybody needs to train as hard as I was for seven days a week. Could there ever be a time in your life where you need a seven day a week kind of workout program? Absolutely. But I think what you're referencing is just the, the give me more or uh, the overconsumption. 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 For, for well, the, it's, yeah. uh, well, what I've realized um, now is it's lack of control. It's, it's, it's lack of having power of, of your decision. So I think, uh, you know, and this will, this will make more sense when I think we talk about some of the things I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, overconsumption, it's, it's not just in the fitness and bodybuilding space. I mean, it's literally in, in every, every aspect part. of our, of our, of our lives. I mean, we overconsume social media, we overconsume television. Um, we overconsume, I mean, if, I mean, just think of a habit that you can overconsume podcast. Yeah. I mean, is, is it fair to say if someone's overconsuming in some area of their life, they're probably overconsuming in another area, like those kind of traits kind of trigger over, they, they, they're um, relevant and visible in other areas of your life. Like if you overconsume social media, you're probably doing the same maybe with food or with maybe with some other addiction or some other. Uh, Absolutely. Because yeah. that's, that's where the, the lack of control or the lack of power comes okay. in. So yeah, I mean, if you're allowing one thing, because I think the overconsumption is really just that, whatever it is you're consuming, having control over you. you. So if you're overconsuming, let's say training, so that yeah. means you're allowing the training to control your decisions, then anything that's introduced into your life has the ability to take control of, of your mind. Mm. Um, that doesn't mean that all of them will. Um, it's just going to be dependent upon, you know, so many other variables. I mean, I can talk about, you know, my specific examples of overconsumption. Um, and how they're of how they're related. I don't know if you want to go that route, um, but but yeah, I do. I do believe that if you have the ability to to let whether it's food or training or social media or any other vice, if you let that control you, then then yeah, you're probably at some point down the road going to have something else um, bigger than the first one control you control you. Okay. And that's, and that's where I think the danger lies right. is if you don't recognize it soon enough, um, you can live a life of having a single thing control you. And then it can at one day just crash and burn for you. Got it. And, so. and for someone who's in that, like, I don't know where you want to take it. Like we can talk about your, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm happy to talk about kind of what you went through Yeah, and then how you got, I'm, I'm interested in the journey, right? So like how you, where you were at, how you became self-aware and what that process was like. Like, was it a friend? Was it your girlfriend? Was it, how'd you kind of like wake up? And then what was the transition you made to, to where you're at today? Yeah. So, so like I, like I shared with you, you know, I, um, I had been exposed to some incredible, incredible men. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, they were, they were in my lives daily. So, or weekly. And when I was going, you know, I was on the path that I was on, but I'm getting exposed to this kind of other world every single week and that other world being because paying pictures for some people here like yeah, so Christ christianity the christianity the faith-based kind of you know just these guys these these role model men so you know i guess it's maybe important to um you know to, to paint you know maybe a little bit of you know i, I didn't grow up um you didn't grow up religious of homes you know same here you know divorced parents um we didn't have you know we didn't have a, a sense of values or faith around our family, um, you know. So ultimately, like at a very young age, as a teenager, I was kind of just put out on my own. Mm -hmm. um, 
Now, I wasn't put there, let's say I was kind of given the choice of, of a path I wanted to go. Could have gone one way or I could have gone the route to where I really just at 15 had control over my life. And that's the route that I take. And I think now when I when I look back in this this reflection stage that I'm in, I can I can go back to, you know, 15 years old when I started to uh, kind of live, I guess, secrets. You know, I had um, certain parts of my life yeah. that were always there that nobody knew nobody about. knew it's like dark side right like yeah. no one yeah. didn't talk about it and um, uh yeah. and you know those those changed and those grew over the years right um but it was always something that was that was there from the age of 15. so yeah i mean i was you know i was making decisions doing things trying to figure out how to be a man um you know really i guess i don't want to say on my own you know i had a father in in my life um but a lot of you know a lot of things from very early on was just kind of frank like because I didn't have a, a sense of uh, values for my life when yeah. I was introduced to an idea or a situation or a possible decision, my only way to know which way to go was to say, does it seem like it's a good idea or not? So there's no, there's no advisory board. There's no people you could go to. There's yeah. no one. Not okay. even my, not even my own set of values, you yeah. know, like not even like a checklist, like, you know, does this sound like a good idea? You know, can you go to jail for this? Uh, can yeah. this potentially kill you? Right. You know, like those are very, like, I, I hope everybody thinks about that stuff, but it's, and maybe it's not a real checklist, but literally like, I never thought about any of that. It's yeah. like, does that sound fun? Like, let's go do it. Like there's no um, filter, right. For, yeah. For and, you know, um, you know, put me in, in a position with a lot of people that I probably shouldn't have been, you know, making decisions that I probably shouldn't have been making, doing things that I shouldn't have done. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for what's now 20 years. And at the time, you know, that's the secret because on the other side is the self-development is the bodybuilder is the podcast. You know, you understand what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. like, like the, the person, like it was a, you know, very high functioning, you know, member of, of society. It's not like I was. Yeah. You would never know it on the outside, on the outside. Right. Yeah. Like they would never know like the Frank, like behind doors, behind the scenes. So that's the interesting part. And I think everyone has that certain space. Mm -hmm. Um, to a certain extent or not. Some yeah. are like Tiger Woods where they've got all kinds of baby mamas going crazy yeah. behind the scenes or they have maybe one or two things they're not too proud of, right? Mm -hmm. I think everyone has that. Um, so take us where you were at, where you had those things and you kind of realized, I don't know if it was an epiphany moment. Yeah. And it, you, you know, um, tell me the story of how it yeah. everything so sort of changed. There was, there was kind of two moments. So there was uh, there was a conversation had just, I think we were in the kitchen at our, at our old townhouse you and um, me and Stephanie, you and Stephanie, your girlfriend. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just so you guys know, like I was a, you know, I had businesses, I, but I was a struggling entrepreneur financially. Um, you know, like we, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really doing well. Um, you know, and, and in our relationship with her and I, it wasn't fantastic either, but you know, I looked at her and I said, I think I want to go to church, like just out of the blue. And, you know, I wasn't, raised a Christian. I wasn't, you know, we attended mm. church a, a handful of times. Yeah. And what triggered that? Like, was that just hanging out with the, with the, the guys? We can mention them here if you want, because we both know them. Yeah. You know, you know um, it was never like, you know, Mike or Chris or, you know, the guys at Critical Bench. Like, yeah. it was never like they, they brought it up to me. But I would be, I began to hear them speak differently. Yeah. I began to hear yeah. what they were saying, and it sounded different. You know, our conversations were, were growing. You know, yeah. we were talking about more than just Frank, can you, can you come shoot a three minute bicep video? <laughs> can, you, can, yeah, can you come you do know? some good flexing yeah. for it? You know, right. I mean, our, you know, yeah, our, yeah. our relationship started, you know, I shot some content. I taught, you know, I taught on their channel. One of my videos has now reached, I think 250,000 views. 
Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, we started with just kind of helping people build muscle, but you know, through a relationship, like if you see somebody every week for a year plus, like yeah. that relationship should grow. Yeah. And it did. Right. Um, so I think it was maybe just the, the influence of them, um, just made me begin to realize. And obviously like, you know, I mean, I was depressed. I wasn't happy. Um, yeah. So you realized someone was broken. I, I yeah, right. I knew something was broken. Right. Um, but I thought, you know, for, I knew something was broken for a long time. I'll, I'll be fully, uh, transparent. You know, I knew for a long time yeah. that something was broken, but I thought I had all the answers. Yeah. I thought, you know, I've read every book. Um, I've, you know, I've listened to every, every uh, podcast, audio self-development. Yeah. Thing. You know, I've yeah. been to the seminars, like, uh, I'm, I put motivational posts out, like, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I, I repurpose stuff. But still feels empty on the inside. Like, uh, something still feels broken. I've, I mean, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so to where, mean? like, you literally, like, you don't even want the lights to turn on and you just kind of, like, sleep in bed. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think just through, you know, through them, obviously, like, I began to, to have positivity just kind of sprinkled into my life. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to kind of, like, hopefully, you know, you know for, for most, it would maybe kind of trigger something. So you say sp sprinkle, like, like, positivity, like through quotes, through just kind of like the words they're giving you like on a weekly basis. It wasn't like they were intentionally doing it. Right. But, right. you know, so let's imagine like six days, like you're the most unhappy person in the world. And then on day seven, you go hang around 10 dudes that are just like awesome. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to, like, you're going to feel better. And it's, you know, you're, you you're, you're, you know, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. You know, you're the, your network is your net worth. Um, you're the, you know, you're the influence of your five closest friends, you know, all the different quotes that are out yeah, there. Yeah. It's, um, it's true, right? The it, environment is really how you grow. So what's your advice to someone in that, in that space who's maybe like, they feel broken on the inside. They're kind of like, yeah, I'm going to the gym. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, but, yeah. uh, I still don't feel fulfilled. Um, a, or I don't feel like I'm getting where I want to go in life, whether it be physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, what's your advice to that person? I think it's, um, it's a, first, you got to realize that you can't do it on your own. Um, mm. so find whether it's one person, um, <clears throat> that you can be open and vulnerable with yeah. or find a group. And how'd you find your person? Like, like, like mastermind? Like, so I, I mean, I, they, they found me. Yeah. Right. I guess, you know, like, yeah. So, I mean, I, I when I was joining masterminds and when I was attending events, I wasn't out there looking for that. People have probably told me this before, mm -hmm. like find, you know, find your circle. Yeah. It's so um, like how, right? Yeah. It, it almost, but it, it kind of like they had to find me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but if you're out there right now and you're listening to this and you're feeling these feelings, don't wait for that to come find you because you don't know yeah. how long it could be. Yeah. So this is your wake up call to go find it yeah. right now. Exactly. Maybe if, I had taken the initiative sooner. Um, some of the things that took place in my life maybe not have happened. I don't know. You know, I didn't, that wasn't the case. I can only go off of what my experience with, but right. knowing that those guys and, and those relationships changed my life. Um, if you don't have it, go find it. Okay. And, and so I would get, add to that too, like get into groups, online groups, get into the right Facebook groups, get into the right masterminds, put money, put the money down to get yeah. into the rooms you want to be in. Yeah. I think, I think the groups, the online communities are fantastic because that is something you can tap into every single day. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's nothing that replaces a one-to-one -one human relationship. Yeah. Like get in, like touch a person, like, get into get, the right gym, like give a hug. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, because now, um, we like, we text each other this, but, um, I have a, I have another friend, uh, Josh, who's played a, an 
a large role, um, even larger than some of the guys at Critical Bench. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so we were friends. You know, we met him in the same mastermind. So for two years. So through a lot of my downs, he was always there with me. And I remember a time where we were getting off the phone because we would speak not every week, but you know, at least every month we would speak. And yeah. usually it was multiple times a month. And I remember one time getting off the phone. Um, he said, I love you, Frank. And at the time, you know, I wasn't a man of faith. I wasn't, you know, I, 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 I wasn't where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, and my initial response as we hung up is I texted him like, did you just tell me you love me? Like, LOL. Yeah. yeah like yeah. almost like questioning, like, dude, are you a man or what? Like, why are you telling me you love me? Right. Um, and now, like I said, it's like, sometimes I just text him first thing in the morning. I love you, bro. Like it's, um, it's, it's understanding that like, it's okay as a man to like have an emotion and show it to Damn. another man. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, you know, when, when you and I see each other, it's like, I'm going to give you, you know, give you a hug, hug every time. It's, right. Um, I think those type of relationships, um, are what's, are what's most important. And we're going to kind of pull you out of that circle, pull you out of that depression, pull you out of that rut yeah. that you're having. So, um, like we were saying before in the beginning of the story, being a show, you've gone through some massive changes in this past world. And I, you know, it's up to you how much you want to talk about the transitions but I want to definitely paint the picture and share with people because you've made an amazing freaking transformation. It's only the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I want to kind of give some tactical, some practical things people can use. Yeah. To and then through your story, so that they can do the same. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you know. I think turning turning the year over. So if we go back to um, January one, two thousand nineteen. Where, where were you at in December? Let's start there. December. Yeah. Where was I at? Uh, Mentally. Um, dude, I was physically. I was, I was at. I was at the the lowest points of my life. So um, this guy Josh that we this, this is important. This is an important piece. Um, Josh, who I just mentioned, um, Josh had taken a trip down to to Orlando. So Orlando is about an hour from Tampa here, um, and he had told me the week leading up, "Hey man, I'm coming down to Orlando. Drive over for the day. Why don't we have lunch together?" So yeah. You know, this was October, uh, mid-October. Um, so we're, we, you know, I drive over there, typical, you know, I'm thinking like, great, it's going to see my, you know, my buddy Josh, like it's been a long time since right. I've seen him face to face, have an awesome lunch and kind of chat about business. You know, Josh is in the marketing space, has, has, uh, has a high, you know, an awesome uh, business with his wife that they're building. Um, so it was like, great, we're going to talk about marketing and sales funnels, all the stuff that I'm super excited about. Yeah. Um, you know, 20 minutes into lunch, the, the conversation really goes a different direction. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, really when I had somebody really introduce Christ into my life for the first time, it was, mm -hmm. it was Josh on that day. And we sat there for like two and a half, three hours. Yeah. Um, and at, by the end of, by the end of that lunch, I, I had made the decision to surrender that day. So we had actually walked outside. Um, we were eating, downtown Orlando at a restaurant on Church Street. Um, <laughs> we walked, Street. yeah, we walked over a few blocks to the History Museum. Um, and Josh and I prayed for for the first time um, that I'd ever prayed. And, you know, we accepted Christ into my life. Um, so, you know, just a week before was when I'd had the conversation with Stephanie about, hey, I think I want to go to church. church. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, cool. hadn't, we hadn't acted on it yet. It's just these, these series of events occurring um, were, were that close. I had said it days in advance. Mm -hmm. Hey, I think we should go to church. And then Josh shows up from Philadelphia 
with a Bible for me. Like he was planning to come here um, <laughs> and change my life. And he'll yeah. tell you that, that he knew before he landed that, that this was going to happen. He speaks, he speaks to God in a really, really interesting way. Yeah. It's interesting. He's very connected. Um, um, so that happened in October and uh, nothing changed in my life. That was December, right? So no, this was October. October, okay. So. Yeah, so I'm going to lead you up to, to December. Okay. So from, from October till December, nothing changed. And, that, and I'm not saying like, oh, I welcomed God into my life, and it's like he didn't answer all my, all my questions. It's right. not, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. Nothing changed on my part. Yeah, um, your you habits and what you You can't know. just uh, close your eyes, put your head down, and say, yes, Christ, I accept you into my life, and then go back and be the same exact person. Exactly, your actions um, have to change. So that, that's... Uh, that was an awakening moment for me. And, and ultimately by me continuing to have all the same habits, make all the same decisions and do all the same things I was doing daily, uh, it ultimately led me to, to a breaking point in, in December where I was, you know, in the worst shape of my life. I mean, there's a picture, if you want to go look on my Instagram of me, which this is why all the pictures that I'd been posting or were just recycled images because, right. you know, here I was a fitness guy building a fitness business, being the face of it. Um, but I looked like a, like a slob of right. mess. Right. You just weren't living it out and it just, yeah. like, you had that big conflict. Right? Yeah. So, you know, I was fighting this internal struggle because, you know, here I'm trying to go on camera. I'm trying to teach people to build a masthetic physique, yeah. teach people to live their greatest life, become the greatest version of themselves, which is something that I would repeatedly type or say to people. Um, but I was like, I was in the worst place I'd ever been. Yeah. Personally, physically, mentally, um, and how relationship did that, wise. How did that feel? Like in terms of like waking up every day, it's like, you know, you're going to teach one thing, but you know, fundamentally you're living in another thing. You feel, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't want to say hypocrite, but it's like, it's like, nothing is going to come out mm. authentically. Yeah. Like, um, and you want to talk, you know, authenticity or, you know, pure motives or, you know, any, you know, anybody that's going to tell you like, this is the path to success is you have to be your real self. Like if you know you're not your real self and it's like right there in your face and you're just saying, I don't care. I'm just going to like push it aside and still do it. It's like the heart. I mean, it's like the hardest thing to do. I mean, yeah. like you, like, why would you, why would you even have the energy? Like you're like everything in your life is is a lie so that a lot of that like tear between what you're saying what you're doing is causing that really bad month in, oh it's in, causing in it's causing it's causing the month of december to become even worse because now to hide the feelings that i'm having like i gotta go even deeper into these habits you know so i'm you know i'm, I'm hiding my feelings i'm you know i'm consuming things just to to block an emotion yeah um, like which like Consuming what? Like, I'm just curious. Uh, I mean, at, during the December, I mean, it was, you know, it was, uh, you know, was, there was a lot of alcohol, you know, um, involved, you know, food at the time was just kind of like food just to kind of put me in a state of like, I don't like. Yeah, just, sugar high. Like, it's, it's yeah. December. Great. Like, there's plenty of cookies around. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and, and in that month when it is December and it's Christmas and it's everything and like you're, you're going to these parties and it's like, well, everybody's happy, but I'm like depressed and miserable. So you're just going to like, okay, well, let me just do this before I even go. Like, let me, like, let me drink almost an entire bottle just so I can show up and like, be able to like put a smile. On. Yeah. So I can fake it through. Yeah. Fake it through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so, so we turn 
you know, we turn January and it's like, I'm like, I, I, I know, okay, I got to make some type of decision with my life right now. Like if this fitness business is going to work out, I have to go through some form of physical transformation mm. and knowing what I knew about nutrition and, you know, kind of my background, you know, with competing, I've, I've done every diet that's, that's out there. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew the only one that was going to be as extreme enough that I needed to make the transformation uh, that I wanted to make was going to be the carnivore diet. And what did you hear first about the carnivore diet? Because I had never heard about it myself. I heard of veganism. I heard of paleo, keto, all that crap. Um, but I never really heard of the, the carnivore diet. Like, I just didn't think it was valid or anything. But you've kind of proved me wrong. My, <laughs> my introduction month. to the carnivore diet actually came through Michaela Peterson. Um, okay. And that's uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson's daughter. Really? So, oh, um, so my girlfriend, huh. Stephanie, she, uh, she has rheumatoid arthritis. Um, which is an autoimmune disease. And in the past year, year and a half, her, uh, her health has, has taken somewhat of a decline, which we know, we kind of know now, now why, uh, but that's information I can't share. But because uh, she was getting sicker um, and I, uh, you know, working in the industry that I did. So, so being yeah. a person of nutrition and fitness and having somebody that you're living with that isn't healthy, my thought process to fix it is, okay, let's fix the nutrition. If we fix the nutrition, we can fix everything else. Oh, okay. Um, so you were kind of going that route. Yeah. So when I began to kind of look at different things that could benefit her, keto, all these other variations, paleo. But as I dug deeper and deeper and deeper, I found Michaela Peterson, who was talking about her success of overcoming depression, overcoming anxiety, and overcoming um, junior rheumatoid arthritis, which mm. is when you're a teenager, um, through the carnivore diet. Gotcha. So she that. was the initial person that I ever heard anything uh, speak of it. Now, I also have a great friend here in Tampa, uh, Danny Vega, um, who has a podcast. Yeah, yes. So him and his wife, Mara, have a podcast. Um, and they live a they live a fat-fueled life. So they're, they live a ketogenic Keep lifestyle okay. with their kids as well. Well, I had seen Danny um, talking about a carnivore diet um, that he was doing and excelling um, performance-wise. So that really sparked my interest because, okay, now I have somebody um, similar to Stephanie mm. that is having great success. And I, I know somebody like Danny who can perform well, who is performing it. well and is seeing incredible performance benefits. So I started to dig deeper into that side of it. And that's where I found guys like Dr. Sean Baker, who is setting like rowing world records at over 50 um, and has been carnivore for over three years now. Um, and then you hear guys like Mark Bell and, and, and his brother doing it as well. I didn't know they were doing it. That's interesting. Oh, so mm -hmm. Mark, I know he, he tested like keto a little while ago, got jacked and did like yeah, so some he, uh, stuff. So January was, uh, January was actually carnivore month. Um, I don't think Rogan did it. Rogan kind of like talked about it for a while. Uh, but yeah, Mark and, you know, Mark Bell did it. There's another great doctor out there, uh, Dr. Paul Saladino out of Oregon, yeah. Um, which if you guys want to kind of like get the science of kind of like what's working, like this guy is, is I mean, he's really kind of digging deep, you know. Paul Saladino. Paul Saladino, yeah. Okay, got um, it. So yeah, so, 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 so through them, I started to see the benefits for her and then it's like, okay, well I can, I can perform on this as well. So made a decision in January 1 that I was going to do 30 days of carnivore, of carnivore only. And that was what, my commitment. What is carnivore exactly? Some people are like, what do I just eat? Steaks all day, ground beef, hot dogs, like, it's, 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 you taught me a lot about this because I didn't know exactly the extent of this. Yeah, so, so there's what kind exactly of, is it? Um, 
I mean, there's the way that I explain it is there's really three ways that you can go. But if okay. you want to define the carnivore diet, it's going to be a meat-based diet. So anything that the original source yeah. uh, was from an animal. So obviously red meat, steaks, um, pork, chicken, fish, all of those. Dairy? Dairy, dairy can't under the meat-based diet. Yes, dairy would be would included. Be okay. Now, um, the asterisk to that is obviously if you have uh, lactate. Yeah. Uh, sensitivity, you know, obviously stay away from dairy. And do you, um, do you use yours personally? Do you use lack or do you use dairy products in your diet personally? I do. I do now. Okay. Yes. Um, so I, just, I, you know, I try to keep it under like 10%, you know, okay. probably more like 5%. So use it in moderation. Yeah. Like, you okay. know, just cause you eat dairy, like don't consume 80% of your calories <laughs> and cheese. It's not the fucking milkshake diet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, but, but what I did for January is I did, um, I did 30 days of red meat. Um, I, I did it for multiple reasons. I, I did it cause I needed to make a dramatic physical transformation Yeah, and I needed pictures that I could do it. And how do you feel? I'm just curious. How do you feel on a, on a, on a 30 day all meat diet? I'm just curious. Like you feel full all the time. You feel hungry. Do you feel angry? Cause you have no carbs. I felt amazing, but you also have to remember that I felt like absolute garbage in December. So I think I probably could have eaten paper in January. And as if I told myself I was going to feel better, yeah. um, I probably would have. What I did notice is right away, um, I began to feel better during the day. I was clear. How, how so? Mentally? I was mentally clear and I was more energized um, right out of the gate. Like three days in, two days in? Yeah. Like, I mean, like oh. right away. And, and in terms of like with your diet, because people are like, okay, I'm going to go try. Maybe I'll try this thing. Um, do they, did you throw all the other stuff out of your house? Like how did you prepare for that? Because some people don't have the mental capacity or the discipline to, sh to shift on the dime like that uh, most times. So I'm just curious, did you do anything there to change your environment, to get ready for this? Yeah. I mean, I, I did exactly that. Um, Throw the shit out of your The house. night before, like <laughs> Stephanie and I, because Stephanie did it with me for 30 days. Um, I looked at her. So we, we knew like two weeks in advance that we were going to do it. So we okay. were kind of preparing. Uh, okay. So you just stop buying certain things and you let most of it kind of run out. So you're not just throwing away yeah. a lot of money. But if you have to, like, just totally. do that. I mean, it's like if you're ultimately committed to doing something and you feel that having that in your house is going to maybe tempt you. Um, you know, we talked about power and control. So the way to take control over something that's controlling you is just to completely eliminate it out of your life. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so 30 days went by, you did the, did the diet and I know that's only a small fraction of your story and kind of yeah. what you've done. Um, walk me through kind of how February went. Yeah. So, well, I lost, uh, I lost 21 pounds in 30 days. So I had a successful, uh, physical transformation and, um, and then what I began to do is I began to take clients on. So I've actually had um, a good amount of people that have followed a modified variation. So I didn't take somebody and say, you can only eat red meat. Um, <laughs> yeah. I put more of, you know, the, the real carnivore diet into it. I, I did it for me because I said, okay, just buy red meat. Like you can't screw it up. Like yeah. I just, I wanted to make it as simple for me as possible. Yeah. You can Somebody, use bone broth and other stuff. Well, it's very yeah. important that you get those other nutrients. So in my protocol, if you're not doing that stuff, I, I recommend certain supplements to make sure that you're going to get the right things. But yeah. So I successfully took on a handful of clients. Um, so my 30 days went by and then I was like, you know what? Like, there's no reason to stop doing this. So mm -hmm. I stuck with carnivore, um, leading into February. So, I had this great physical transformation. My energy was feeling better. Um, but 
nothing else really improved. Nothing else. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, uh, still was kind of like, although I was mentally clear, I was still very depressed. So it's almost okay. like gotcha. my depression became more present. clear. Yeah. yeah. Like I was more aware of how sad and unhappy and, and more aware of some other issues. Well, that's interesting though, because now you've taken your diet and you've made it really well, made it better. Now you're able to see the problems that are lying in front of you. So is there a case, is there an argument to say that if you are on a crappy diet, it's hard to be self-aware because you're just not mentally focused to see the problems that are like on the table? Yeah. I mean, I never actually thought about it until we just said that right there. But yeah, I didn't yeah if, if you're, sense. you know, so when you eat garbage food, I mean, you have to think about kind of what physiologically takes place inside of your body. So consuming a piece of candy or even something, you know, that, that we may feel is good. Well, if it causes some type of inflammation in your body, whether that's in your joints, which could potentially lead to, you know, brain inflammation, we don't, we don't know. Yeah. Um, so if you're cloudy and your brain is always foggy, you don't really feel sharp, then yeah, you're not going to be aware of kind of like your own mm. personal problems. Mm. Yeah. It's really interesting because you've done on many levels, you've changed, mm -hmm. but that is funny how that was one of the levels that like helped you change in another level, yeah. in another level, another level. Yeah. And we can go into that stuff if you want. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, so. so yeah. So I think, you know, I think, you know, if somebody is right now and they're, they've been struggling with their weight for whether it's a short time or a long time, like I think the value in doing something like the carnivore is if you really commit to it and you succeed. That's the hard part. Because when yeah. people, see you just said it, that's the hard part. And it's like, what's hard about it? The, the commitment, the commitment. Cause there's, cause on the other side of commitment is if you don't commit, you come up short, there's failure. Yeah. And that's where me so personally, I'll use myself as, as a yeah. perfect example. Committing to that would be hard because the fear of coming up short in yeah. those 30 days. What if I fuck up? What if I had to go out and I drink something or eat something that's not carnivore-ish? Um, do I start over? Do I just call myself a failure? Yeah, but I think that's going? okay. Well, you know, Lewis, you're, you're how old? 26. You're 26. So, dude, yeah. you're so young. Yeah. You got a lot of years ahead of you. Yeah. Like what's 30 days? Right. Like if you, if I could tell you that in 30 days, just eating only meat is going to give you now the mental power over your food. So where you never say, oh, I can't like, because you said it's hard. Well, yeah. No, well, I like the way you really, frame that. It's though. not really hard because it's hard because you're letting that food control you. Yeah. Like you don't need whatever it is that you're going to go out and eat or drink. Like it's not, it's not necessary for you to live your life as Lewis Diaz. Yes. It may feel good. It may make you happy, yeah. but is it ultimately vital to the living, breathing human that you are right now? I see. And I like what you did right there. You're like, this is your 26. It's only 30 days. That's like a millisecond of your life yeah. or one, one millionth of your entire life. You tell me you can't do that. So I like yeah. how you reframe that. Cause I think it's, it's a really helpful tool to yeah. reframe in your brain. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's not fucking rocket science. Yeah. It's eating meat. And for 30 days, it's like one, one millionth of your yeah. life. So and and, and, and I, like I mean, just to, it's, you know, for somebody like yourself, I know you're a very busy man. And, you know, we, we you know, we talk a lot about yeah. kind of your hours. Well, with, with the carnivore, what, you know, what I, what I didn't mention is you're, you're, more than likely going to do some form of intermittent fasting, which I did do. Okay. So I was doing, I mean, I was doing like a 24 for a while. I messed around with a 16, eight, a 24, day a, a, hour like fast? a 20, like a 20 hour fast with a four hour eating oh, window. Oh, okay, cool. Gotcha. Um, and then I would do like an 18, six. So I kind of played around with the eating windows. Yeah. Um, but another thing I've done is I've actually utilized a lot of 24 or 36 hour fast in this. Huh. Um, so think about, I mean, like you and I went to dinner like a few weeks ago yeah. and I probably consumed like six pounds of meat. Yeah. 
Dude, was... I wasn't hungry for like two days. Really? Yeah. So, wow. um, <laughs> so... a lot of meat, guys. There's a lot of meat we ate that yeah. day. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so I think, you know, I think that's another thing too. It's, it's like from the productivity standpoint, like I spent 10 years, you know, I'm talking about me personally, like eating six meals a day, which is, you know, you have to think about the time that you're time. eating the meal, then the time that you're preparing the meal, then the time that you're consuming the meal, and then the time that you have to recover from that meal and clean up yeah and clean up and all that shit. so yeah i mean you know for me it was like okay well now one of the greatest benefits of of what i'm doing is like i only have to worry about eating once a day yeah. maybe twice some days it's like i don't even have to worry about that it's like I'll so when do you eat now like what's it like normal at night a day it's morning. not scheduled i live my life for a long time on a food schedule so now i just kind of <laughs> eat whenever i feel like it um it's <laughs> the only gotcha. thing in, it's the only thing in my life that isn't scheduled wow um, because for the longest time, it was the only thing that was scheduled. Got it. Does that make sense? That does. Yeah. It's, yeah. you just flip. You, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so, so back to the control and the, you know, the power. Yes. Um, you know, by, by doing that, I, be, I believe it enabled me to take control of something else. Mm. And I think maybe that's where we can go now. Yeah. I'm interested um, in that so, part because that's where the real shift. Yeah. Is. So I had, you know, obviously I had, um, I had an incredible physical transformation. We're now middle of, you know, middle of February business is, is beginning to do a little better because, you know, because of my physical transformation success, I'm beginning to gain a little bit of, you know, client, uh, work from that. But, mm -hmm. you know, I still was that kind of like really unhappy, person uh, you know, inside. person. Um, and I still knew that, uh, nothing in my life had changed from that date back in October. Okay. Um, so I can actually take you to an exact day if you want me to. I do. Yeah. Okay. I know. I've heard the story, but I, yeah. Okay. I know how it ends. I know what, yeah. what, what was broken. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I will, uh, so I'll take you to, it's actually February 14th. Um, so Valentine's this is, day. this is Valentine's day. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I've shared with you guys that, that I wasn't happy. Well, I was not in a very happy, uh, relationship as well. Um, We've been together for two years, but, uh, you know, we were ultimately just kind of like existing next to each other. Mm. Uh, there was no, there was no connection. And I just shared with you guys how important human connection is. Um, so February 14th, um, not doing anything with my girlfriend of, of two plus years. I had absolutely no plans for us. Um, and, uh, I was sitting actually at Mike's gym. We had just, it was a Thursday. So we had just finished up a, uh, a workout yeah. at Critical Bench, our kind of Thursday, um, late morning, early afternoon workout. All the guys are like, hey, you guys going to lunch? Um, for some reason that day, I didn't want to go. I don't know why, um, but neither did a good friend of mine, Zach. Huh. So Zach is not an employee at Critical Bench. He's another guy similar to me that kind yeah. of has been welcomed in there. Um, Zach will actually be here tomorrow. Oh, he is. Uh, he's coming Send. over here. Said Master Zach. Yes. I call him Zed Master Zach, but that's like I, love, I, I love Zach. Yeah. So, um, so we're I'm sitting in my car with Zach because we're like, dude, you just want to like hang out for a minute. So we're sitting there, we're both getting ready to leave, and uh, you know, Zach is very spiritual. He's very um, he's a yoga instructor. He's he's mm -hmm. kind of been on a two year kind of like enlightenment journey. Um, yeah, he was a former service military service. He, yeah, he was a former Marine um, that, you know, has has served two duties overseas. Now he is a, uh, a certified personal trainer and a yoga instructor. Um, he's been on yoga retreats and recently um, did kind of like a spiritual um, enlightenment trip down to Costa Rica. Cool. Um, so so Zach is very, you know, he's, he's very deep. 
Yeah. You know, in, in the conversation that he and I were would have. Um, so sitting there in my car, he begins to share with me um, how he uh, battled porn and suffered from a uh, from a porn addiction while he was serving our country um, in Afghanistan. Mm. And uh, I mean, he was very open and, and transparent about, you know, the habits and, and, and the problems yeah. that he was dealing with. Um, but then he was also at the same time was kind of telling me of how now he's taking control of it. And yeah. it's, you know, through a lot of the things that he's doing, you know, through his yoga, um, through some breathing techniques that, you know, um, have just given him complete control and, and power. Um, and as I'm sitting there, I'm beginning to kind of think about my life and uh, knowing that here's this, here's this man that, is, is sharing one of the deepest parts of his life with me. Yeah. Um, so at that point, I kind of had this kind of awakening moment of, of Frank, you've, you've been hiding something your entire life. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I know a lot of guys out there are like, oh, yeah, we, like, we watch porn. Like, it's cool. Right. Um, I'm not talking about just like consuming porn like a little bit. Like I'm literally talking about like a, an addiction to the level where um, you would you would organize social events in a certain way. Like you always knew where you'd fit uh, into your schedule, right? Yeah, you always you'd, knew you'd where like there schedule. would be like an escape, like if you needed to. Like it was kind yeah. of the center thought yeah. of your life. Yeah. Um, so these are the thoughts that are going on inside of my head, right? Right then and there, and um, something shifted because here I am sitting, you know, outside of this, you know, faith-based gym. Um, I had been lying to the world that I was a Christian right. since October. Um, yet I was dealing with this demon that had been living inside of me that I was very open about, you know, I, I wasn't open about it, but I was very aware. Of it. I was very aware that I knew I had a problem. Yeah, I'd exactly. been, you know, I'd been reading books. I'd been listening to other podcasts on the topic. Like I could spit out like statistics. Like if you watch this much porn, like this is where it's going to go. Like if you're doing this, like be careful because it's going to lead to something more extreme. Yeah. Like I knew all the facts. I knew all the statistics. Um, so if somebody want to have a conversation, like I could sound like, oh yeah, like that's how you deal with it yeah. on the same side, just like I've been doing with everything else in my life. Um, I was living a secret. So I, uh, you know, I, sh I openly confessed to, to Zach right then and there, which was the first time in my life that I ever told anybody that I had this, this problem and that I was dealing with something. Um, and I vowed to him that that day it would end. Um, I don't know what inspired that, mm. but I told him that Stephanie needed to know. Yeah. That, and did that uh, feel like a lift weight off your shoulders after telling? Because it's like, even anything, porn or whatever addiction people are going through, it's like, does that feel like, because it feels like almost like you're going off a cliff and then you jump and then you feel like, like oh, I'll land on the cloud. Like you feel scared that you're going to tell. And then you, when you release it, it feels relieving. Well, so, so there's, so it's really important to, to continue to the next day mm -hmm. because I had, you know, I had about an, 30 minute drive home after that. So, you know, he and I finished and I told him, bro, like I'm going to go home and I'm going to do this and I'm going to text you and let you know yeah. that this is done. You know, the minute I tell Stephanie, like you're going to be the first person to know. Um, so on the ride home, you know, here I am thinking like, okay, like I just said this, but like, how am I going to say this? Am I really going to do it? No, the first thing is like, am I really going to do it? Oh, um, okay. You know, here I am like, you know, easily lied to the world my entire life. Mm -hmm. You know, so like, what does it matter if I don't follow through yeah. on this? Um, so I didn't go home right away and tell her, which is what I told him I was going to do. It actually took, huh. um, 
an entire day. Uh, so the following day, February 15th, I was in my office, which was, which was at home. So this is a, a different home than we're in now, but um, right next to the office that I had there was Stephanie's like uh, bathroom where mm -hmm. she was getting ready to, like it was early in the morning. So sitting at my desk, I'm like having this kind of like personal fight. Like, am I, yeah. am I gonna do it? Like I, like I really need to like follow through with this. Like, like something is telling me like, Frank, get yeah. your ass up and go do this. Um, so one thing I told Zach uh, is I actually had a, I had a laptop and it was, it was in a closet and you know it served one purpose in in the world and yeah. that was and that was it and it's been a laptop that i've had for for a really long time like it's gone through relationships it's gone through <laughs> it's homes old. yeah um nobody ever knew about it yeah um, secret laptop yeah so when i told zach um so when i tell stephanie i'm gonna break the computer right in front of her um so i went in my office you know out of you know grabbed it and you know walked to stephanie which again remember like her and i are we're not technically like in her, I mean, we're living like together. Living together, but not really like, yeah, it's like, like on autopilot. Yeah, it's like you kind of, you kind of move your shoulder when you walk by them in the house. Like it's like, there's that. Yeah. So when I say, Hey, Stephanie, I have to tell you something. And I have a computer in my hand. Like, She's like what? her thought process is probably like, what the hell is this guy <laughs> doing? Is he like going to show me like a YouTube video yeah. or uh, I don't know. Um, now another part is so, so Steph, uh, you know, in our relationship, it wasn't a secret that I watched it um, because I would actually try to like poke it into yeah. a relationship. Hey, yeah. Steph, like, yeah, yeah. let's watch this. Or, yeah. Almost in a way of like, let me see what I can get away with. Right. Um, so I began to share with her, um, you know, some of these secrets what you been going through? that I had. So I said, hey, right. Steph, like, I need to share this with you. Um, you know, I know we've, you know, I know you know that I, that I watched this, but I don't think you really understand kind of the, the level, level. Yeah. That, it, that it's at. Um, you know, I, I go more, more in depth and detail with kind of some of, you know, some of the things that I was doing. Um, and I said, this computer right here, like, I know you've seen it, like maybe sitting on my desk before, right? but you never knew, like it was always closed. Like you obviously never saw me using it. Um, this has been in my life for, for 10 years and this is the only purpose that it serves. And, uh, I never ripped a computer apart before. I didn't actually know that it was possible, uh, but you imagine a laptop I actually was able to rip the two pieces of the laptop apart. Um, do you have a picture of that? I don't I have a video. You have a video. I okay. do have a video of it. So I'll show you the video we'll, later. We'll link the video on the show notes. I don't know. No, no, we'll link the video. So we won't. It was very personal, but okay. I'll show you. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, so that was, February 15th, you know, I shared that with her. And um, I don't think she knew how to respond. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like instantly. She was like shocked. I believe so. She was shocked. Okay. Um, and I would have, you know, she had every right to kind of like. Be mad. Turn around and walk Just, away, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but we didn't like, it didn't bring instantly like fix our relationship. No. Um, so, you know, I went outside and actually at that time I did record a video, which I sent to Zach. Um, and then I also recorded a video for Josh. And this video was basically, uh, to Zach, it was the accountability yeah. of, Hey, I did this and this is what happened. Um, and for Josh, you know, I, I shared with you guys who Josh was, it was a, Hey man, I've, you know, I've been lying to you. Like, you know, that's um, a tough one. I feel like that's even, that's the even tougher than almost like. That was the harder one. That yeah. was the harder one, right? 
Yeah, because Josh didn't know about the problem. So this was his yeah. first introduction. Um, you know, I told him that I was a, you know, I was living a Christian life. Christian life. And it's like, oh, well, um, yeah. So, you know, so I shared this with him and, and the video ends with me actually throwing uh, it in the trash can sitting outside of our house. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's funny with the video with Josh, it's like, um, it's like, dude, this is, this is the beginning of something great. And I can't wait to see what the future uh, is going to, is going to hold for us. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how it ends. Now, once again, it's not like I broke the computer and instantly like my world changed. <laughs> you know, yeah, like the rainbows came yeah. up and came up. Um, so, this guy now. so two days later, um, you know, just I think it's important, you know, now we're kind of really speaking to like a, a certain type of person out there. But like if you've had an addiction and you've had something that has been a constant part of your life every single day mm. uh, for a long time, the minute you remove that, your body begins to uh, like withdraw. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, you know, even just like with like sugar. Like if you go too long, like if you're somebody that consumes sugar, you go too long with it. Your body is like, hey, give me some sugar or caffeine or yeah. alcohol or anything. So like that. Yeah. you know, with you know, with with something like that, like there's always a like it's a it's a way for a man to relieve. You know, there's a release. Yeah. At the end of it, um, so physical release. Um, so a few days later, you know, I'd now gone without my daily multiple daily um fix yeah so through i think my body just kind of fighting and rejecting itself um i began to get very angry yeah and um you know as a large strong alpha man like you when you're angry you want to um display your your strength and your yeah. power and your control um so there's a wall and it was and if this it went through it, it didn't have a hole in it and then when i was finished it had three holes in it um and through that what actually ended up occurring was a dislocated hand my right hand oh. um which in turn took something away from me um that had that i had been using to build a shield You're, so that was a gym that yeah, was training yeah so 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 knowing that i trained seven days a week for you know almost five years, like you dislocate your hand, like you can no longer go to the gym. Yeah. I mean, you could, but it's like- You do legs, calf raises? I could do legs, um, but I even was like, I even asked a doctor, like, you know, the orthopedic, the, the second day, I was like, can I like attach a cable to like my elbow and do like raises? Like I knew mechanically it would work. Yeah. Like yeah, I knew yeah. I could train, I knew how to train my body. Like I said, like I'm a- Train around like, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert in, in execution, but I've, I've trained enough bodies and I understand biomechanics enough that I knew how to like put a weight through my body. Right. He told you, me I couldn't, he told me I couldn't do it though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've been taking away the ability to, to train. So, you know, that forced me to make a lot of other decisions is, as well. Um, removing training, I decided I was gonna remove something else that had been inside of my life for a really long time, which was, um, you know, the steroids or whatever, you know, the enhancing drugs. Um, so with all in this short period of time, um, you know, these three kind of, you removed a lot of those three addictions, right? You moved like, yeah. so like the porn, the steroids training, and that's like, that's tough. So you've done that. What, what was like kind of the end, like the weeks after that? I'm curious. So, um, the following Sunday, so this happened February 17th, the following Sunday, which would have been February 14th or 24th. Yeah. Um, that was the first day. I don't know why she went, but at that point being broken that week, I knew that, um, okay, I've made this, I said I made this commitment to Christ. 
here I am literally like at the end of like the ropes. Yeah. Like, like let me like at that point I surrendered and I said, I'm going to go and I'm going to give, I'm going to give it up. And I'm, you know, but Stephanie came with me. Um, to I don't church. Know, to church. Okay. So here we are like in this broken relationship. I'm a broken man. Yeah. And I'm like, are we coming to church with me? And she said, yes. And it was that day um, inside of the church that our spirits reconnected. Wow. Um, something that we had two and a half years ago resurfaced. And from, from that day on, we've, you know, we've made the center of our relationship Christ. And it's completely changed everything in our world. That's amazing. Um, That's amazing. So how long have you guys been together for context as a whole? Um, we'll be three years in this August. Three years. In so two August. and a half, two and a, a short, just, just over two and a half years. Wow. Um, but making that decision then, um, you know, just, just the weeks that, that followed kind of, you know, the, the prosperity that was brought into my life. Um, the opportunities, the relationships, and kind of the things that I'm doing now is is ultimately like kind of what's led out of this. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I took control of of an addiction, you know, yeah. something I've been running my life for for a really really long time, and uh, you know I've shared it with quite a few people. You know, you were one of the first, and uh, and I think now I actually I have that authentic story. Yeah, um, I yeah, have yeah. that that part about me that can help somebody else mm-hmm. you know um but i feel like god had to put you through the fire first i 100 percent had to yeah. you know uh to go through everything that i went through you know um i have another great friend that's you know without the test you don't have your testimony you know so you know everything i've gone through in, in my life right now has put me to this point where i am standing here today with you uh we have Lindsay who's driven up from uh, naples from naples to be yeah. here with us we have our good friend steven here with us and, uh, you know, this is a part today of, of something bigger than mm-hmm. myself, bigger than anything I've ever done. I can't say it's bigger than anything you've ever done because you got some pretty cool stuff <laughs> doing over there. Um, but, you know, we're here. We're launching uh, the Superhuman Life podcast, yeah, which is, you know, talk about uh, the only podcast in the world that is designed to help men break free from the shackles of addiction mm-hmm. through the power of faith and fitness. Um, so like I said, I believe when you have power over your body, which is your vessel that you get to live this life in, you can, uh, you have the, you can gain the ability to have power over your mind, which is going to, you know, give you control over those demons living inside of you. Yeah. So could you give a a short kind of what, here's what to expect the next, I I mean, I know we've gone back and forth on Google docs, kind of mapping out the first couple episodes and whatnot. What are some of the things you're excited to share on the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, you know, first and foremost, this podcast is selfishly uh, for me. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I am sharing things, you know, I'm sharing things with people close to me Yeah. Um, from the accountability. I figured, you know what, like I have had a lot of things that um, have been out there and um, have controlled me and I've held them as secrets. So I'm taking the complete opposite perspective and I'm just going to be open and vulnerable and share my journey. And in that journey, I want to, um, provide solutions that are, you know, helping me. Um, but also, you know, if I have problems, I'll be openly transparent about it as well. Um, but we're going to bring, you know, we're looking to bring guys on that, you know, are, are living this life that have overcome some, something that's been controlling their life and they've, they centered their life now around, 
uh, some form of faith and, and they're, they're taking control of their bodies. Got it. God, I'm excited here because I know some of the people you're going to bring on and I know yeah. they're going to be high quality people. So mm-hmm. I think um, to speak to vulnerability a bit, vulnerability is hard to do. You know, you're going to press play on a podcast and you're going to put your, you're going to kind of like put yourself out there to mm-hmm. the world and it's going to sit out there for a really long time. And people are going to know like your, your mess ups. People are going to know your, your insecurities. And I think um, I've always had problems with that, but mm-hmm. I know that's where the help, that's where you get to really help people is when you, you share your you what's under the hood with yeah. you. Um, so I do think that's, that's a hard thing yeah, for, and I think, to get you comfortable with. Yeah. And that, and that was clearly obviously something that I struggled with a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think it ultimately comes down to um, having faith and, you know, having belief that we're, we're all messed up. Yeah. You have problems. Yeah. Steven has problems. Lindsay has problems. Stephanie has problems. Brief and Bentley have problems. The dogs. The dogs. Um, <laughs> you know, so we all have them and that's okay. Yeah. And talking about them is what's going to, and making actionable steps yeah. towards correcting them is going exactly. to move the needle. Um, where can people go, wrapping up here, Frank, where can people go to find out more about the Superhuman podcast if it's not out already on iTunes? Yeah. So first and foremost, go and search on iTunes, Superhuman podcast and it's just whoops there's a space between yeah. the human yeah the super and the human right yeah it's not it's uh it's not superhumans like we're not uh, but it's super human like yeah we're, i want to like when you and the people that are going to resonate with this are those that have had addiction controlling their life because when you feel mm. that something is controlling controlling you, you yeah and you lift that and I shared this with you at dinner and you, you laughed at me. And I, now I understand why, because very few people are inside of my own head. But it's a, a feeling of right. freedom, a feeling of uh, just living for the first time. I, I told you I felt limitless. You did. Yeah, um, I, I didn't believe you. I had a sense of, I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. But like, now honestly, I, yeah. I, like, I feel like if I wanted to jump over a tree, like I could. I know I couldn't, but um, I would try and maybe, you know. You have a belief. Yeah, I have a belief. It's that a belief to you. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing I've seen change with you the yeah. most is that is like very, very convicting will and the belief, mm-hmm. which you didn't have before. Yeah. Yeah. Know? I mean, you've, you've known me for, for two years, for a long now. time. Yeah. Steven's so. known me for, you know, for, for quite a while. And, um, there's something different. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to see the next chapter. So superhuman podcast is where you can check it out. Yeah. So, if, yeah. So depending upon when you launch this, uh, that'll be out. Um, if not, we have a Facebook group, you know, so we're trying to build a community here. So if you guys are, um, out there and, and this kind of thing resonates with you. Um, or more importantly, if there's somebody in your life, um, that this may resonate with, I think it's important, uh, to know that, um, there's real guys out there that have problems Yeah. and, um, whatever it looks like on the outside, that isn't always what's going on on, on the inside. <laughs> well, exactly. And, uh, you know, I, exactly. you know, like I shared with you, I think it's important to, to get connected, uh, get connected with people in real life. Uh, but have that daily accountability. So the superhuman, uh, super the superhuman life podcast on Facebook as well. As well, okay. Um, so drop in the group. You know, this is obviously a a new journey. This is a new community. So you know, if if the numbers don't awe you with the uh, size of the group, that's okay. Jump on in. It's quality, quality. Yeah. If it's not for you, you know, I understand. You can you can leave. But yeah. but like I said, if if something that was said here today does resonate with you. Um, pop on over, you know, find me on Instagram. It's Frank Rich Fitness right now. I'm not sure what that may or may not become. Um, mm-hmm. But shoot me a message, shoot me a DM. You can find me on the internet, a lot of other places as well. So 
Um, but yeah, this is, you know, is there this, an email they can connect with you with? Yeah. Frankrich.fitness at gmail.com. Frankrich.fitness at gmail.com. I find that's for podcast listeners. That's the easiest way to okay. get, connect with okay. people yeah. as a listener and as a user as well. Yeah. Um, Frank, any last words, anything you want to leave off with today? Um, any book you'd recommend for someone who's like, I want to get started. It's a big journey book. You could point people to. Yeah. I think if you're, if you're dealing helpful. with, um, the exact issue that, that I was talking about here today, um, other than diving deep into a Bible, uh, pick up surfing for God. So it's written by Michael John Cusack. Um, and it will, if you allow it to, it will open your eyes. Okay. Uh, you can read it once like I did and just regurgitate the information. Um, but if you let the book really speak to your heart, um, like I said, if you're dealing with these issues, yeah, um, it can really, it can really have an impact on you. Okay. All right. So, so I'll have it in the show notes as well. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. Thanks so much for coming on, Frank. No, and no, sharing thank story. you, brother. So. Thank you. Um, thank you, everybody. If you're still listening, thank you for, uh, <laughs> yeah. for giving us your ears. We love you. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate you guys sticking around. And I will see you next time here on the show. Peace out. Peace out.